0: It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories.
1: An early childhood taxing district, what on earth is that?
0: The latest in politics and world affairs.
1: I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't understand it.
0: Today's current opinions and ideas.
1: It is not fair that just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't.
0: Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation.
1: Indeed, let's have a conversation, and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, you were made for this moment. And producer Steve um, was talking to uh, somebody yesterday, and he said, you know, what do you mean by that exactly? And what I mean is each of us were born into a time. Our founders were born into a time where they uh, stepped forward to, um, to protect uh, individual freedom. They, they realized that each of us are made in the image of God, and that means that we are created equal. And in that, there's these uh, rights uh, from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And they stepped into their time to protect that and we are in our time to protect that producer steve and i'm talking to producer steve i get to work with this great team and that is producer steve zach patty keith charlie jen echo all the people here at crawford broadcasting but that's what i mean is we were made for this time steve
2: yeah i i listen to you uh speak those words every day and and quite frankly, there are days I come in here and I get pretty wound up by you know the things that are in the package that Patty sends every day, uh, other sources, and I can get pretty wound up and not to the good. But you are quick to bring those words to me. is like, this is our time. It's time to, to rally.
1: It is. It's time to rally. And uh, so, yes, my friends, you were made for this time. And uh, again, I strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. And, uh, again, this great team I get to work with. Check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And I was talking to another friend of mine yesterday, and she said, Kim, that website is amazing. And you can go in there. You can click on each of the images. It'll bring up the essay. It'll bring up the podcast. It'll bring up the uh, daily show podcast with the uh, summary and so be sure and check that out as well sign up for our weekly newsletter we uh, very seldom do we send out more than one news um, one email a month or excuse me a week because we want to respect your inbox uh, but sign up there that way you'll get a um, uh, first look at our upcoming guests our most recent essays podcast you can email me at kim at com as well and uh, i appreciate all of you who support us we're an independent voice and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues and through this lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom, if something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether or not their rights, their property, freedom, livelihood, or opportunity, or their lives via force. And that could be with a weapon policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear of coercion, government-induced inflation, or the World Economic Forum Davos Globalist Elites Agenda. Steve, you know, I added in... It's never compassionate to take other people's lives. Uh, on this, and you and I did something very special yesterday. Uh, we uh, went up to Cooper's Troopers, which is a, a group of um, combat Marines that meet up in uh, North Denver um, once a month for lunch. And you've been wanting to go with me, and uh, it was a it was a pretty special place to be yesterday, Steve.
2: It was, uh, as you know, you. you asked me to say a few words and i i looked around the room and i said hey we all of us we all signed our names on the line we all lifted our hand a right hand to uh, take the oath and it was really cool to be in their presence and the camaraderie uh, and and it's stupid me to say, yeah, I'm ex-air force <laughs> in a group of marines. <laughs> bad, bad decision.
1: <laughs> but in our pre-call, you mentioned that you you could feel the mutual respect. Yes, uh, throughout the room,
2: it was definitely two-way.
1: Yeah, but and so I when I added in lives, that is the one thing is you know many many of those guys signed up, many of them were drafted, and uh, Grady Birdsong. Uh, presented about a 77-day 70, battle uh, case on, which was 68, right? Wasn't it 1968? And um, he had put together a, a video on it. And I'm just sitting there. And 77 days, they said the stench was terrible. Rats everywhere. Uh, and I, I'm just thinking they, a lot of them, they didn't sign up for that. They were drafted into that. And they did it. Um, and so that I just I have consternation when, because they forcibly, you know through the draft, they, they were there. And, and, and again, some signed down. I'm, but I'm just looking at, at that big picture of Vietnam, but there was also a draft in, in World War II. And I guess the thing about it is when tyrants get out of control in order to stand against liberty,, um, Th- there is that that conscri- conscription to do that. You can tell I'm struggling a little bit with this, Steve.
2: Well, you know, I just, I told you, I just got done watching a, a brand new documentary on something that happened over 80 years ago, and that being Pearl Harbor. And it was noted that, yes, there was a draft on, but there was such uh, a highly motivated group of young men coming forward. It's almost like they pushed the draft aside and said, I want to sign up, because after what happened at Pearl Harbor.
1: But then you looked at what was happening in the 60s with um, the anti-war movement, and so many of these guys that went over to serve, and they may not have agreed with what was going on either, but they went to serve, they come home, the welcome they got was terrible. It's taken 50 years to say thank you to what they did. And uh, what they did for our country, because they, they stepped forward to serve. So I guess where, I, where I'm at right now is I want to say thank you. Thank you for my freedom. And again, as I was sitting there looking at those images, and sometimes, you know, all the work that we do to make this happen, I, I'm, I, sometimes I'll start to whine to myself a little bit, and it's like, wait a minute. We are so honored to live in this time, to step forward. When I say we're made for this time, we are. And my friends, each one of us, we have to step forward and do what we can each and every day. And when I look at this team that I get to work with, I'm just super grateful for that. So let's go over to our quote for today, because we have a jam-packed show. And this is from Fulton John Sheen. He was born in 1895 and he died in 1979, and he was an American bishop of the Catholic Church known for his preaching and especially his work on television and radio. He was uh, ordained a priest of the Diocese of Peoria in 1919, and he became a renowned theologian, earning the Cardinal Mercier Prize for International Philosophy in 1923. And he went on to teach theology and philosophy at the Catholic University of America, as well as acting as a parish priest before being appointed auxiliary bishop of the Archdiocese of New York in 1951. He held that position until 1966 when he was made the Bishop of Rochester. He resigned in 1969 as his 75th birthday approached. He was made Archbishop of um, uh, in Newport, Wales. Uh, he said this, You must remember to love people and use things rather than to love things and use people. And I don't know, yesterday when I was looking for... For quotes first of all patty and and i had been talking about bishop sheen and so i was just looking for quotes but that just kind of hit me what's your thoughts on that steve
2: well i i'm glad that he had such thoughts and he uttered those words and we can quote him today but i also can't help, help wondering if he were here today what would he think
1: well but look at look at what he lived through he was born in 1895 he died in 1979 so he lived through two world wars. He lived through the depression. And I think what we need to remember is each generation can go through very challenging times. But we as Americans who value freedom, who have who and this is the foundational thing that we believe that each and every individual is made in the image of God. And if it, and as we believe that, that does make it easy to love our fellow man. Uh, but he 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 lived through tremendously challenging times. We're in a challenging time now as well, but uh, this is our time, and we can get through it. Somebody said, "Are we going to make it? We're going to make it."
2: Well, I just to stark contrast in in that quote in terms of loving things and using people. That's pretty much what this culture is about anymore. And I hate to be the, you know, the the naysayer, the the negative guy, but that's uh, I think
1: that's where we're at. But okay, so the but Steve on this is yes, that's true, but he wrote those words back when he was living. So I think the point is is there's nothing new. Every generation there's nothing new. We have these challenges all the time. What do you think?
2: Well, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you, you you always bring me back to that, because what is human nature is always the constant. Mm-hmm. And everything we're doing here, it's always that uh, that most fundamental of human nature, all the the negative things that go with it that seem to be always in our face.
1: Yes, but there's also the hope. And, and, and Going back to Cooper's Troopers, I know I'm all over the place here. Uh, the battle, that 77-day battle, was a uh, caisson that uh, Grady presented on, and... You know what? Well, kids aren't learning history about World War II and certainly they're not learning history about the Vietnam War. And that is why it's important for us to make sure that we we know what you know we know these stories and that's why America's veteran stories is so important. And it, uh, we broadcast it. The initial broadcasts are Sunday afternoons, 3 to um, three to 4 p.m. Then there's encores of other shows, Sundays 10 to 11 at night and Saturdays 10 to 11 at night. But we're going to be uh, broadcasting part two of our interview with 99-year-old uh, World War II B-17 pilot uh, Fred Weiss, 35 missions. That's going to be this Sunday, 3 to 5 p.m. And you do not want to miss it. Um the show comes to you because of your support and because of these great sponsors that I get to work with. I highly recommend all of them. And Hooters, Hooters Restaurants is a great sponsor of both the shows. And uh, I got to know them. It's a great story about freedom and free markets and capitalism. Uh, but they have um, all kinds of specials, and it's a great place to get together with friends. Uh, and uh, their happy hour specials are Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m., and that's for dine-in only, and they have uh, uh, specials on some of their appetizers and some of their drinks and all. So be sure and check out my website. I have all my sponsors there, and I would highly recommend. Please, you know, if you're looking at uh, any needing any of those services, you know, make sure that you work with my my sponsors because I highly recommend them. I know them all personally, and highly recommend them. So we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Christine McCormick and um, Janet Gillis. Uh, regarding an event they have coming up on uh, it's called the Colorado health freedom event. And uh, of course we're learning that health freedom is so important. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
3: Three points financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at three points financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan, while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com.
4: Inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on. That's why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now, more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. Kim has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim can use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at Kim Munson. That's M-O-N-S-O-N.com.
5: It's run!
1: It is Friday, and welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson M O N S O N com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at kim at kimmunson dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. Um, we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And um, thrilled to have on the line with me, Christine McCormick. And she is one of the founders of uh, Colorado Health Freedom, and they've got an event coming up. And in fact, uh, Dr. Rachel Corbett, who is with Roots Medical and is uh, one of our great sponsors, will be one of the speakers. So, Christine McCormick, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, So you've got it. It's great to have you. And and, um, you were on uh, Health Freedom pretty early on this whole uh, China virus um, reaction, correct, Christine?
6: yeah we you know we were um being moms you know we were on top of it we didn't get really involved until about um last year fully but we were we were continually following um you know groups like standing for health freedom which is a nationwide or- organization with over eight hundred thousand um, followers so um as moms yes we became uh, we were active in the fight, you know, at home, and um, decided we just couldn't sit back anymore and and watch this go on and watch our freedoms be taken away. So my sister Janet and I. Uh, with a group of a few other women, started um, a few different groups.
1: <laughs> so,
6: um, Colorado Health Freedom Pack being one of those groups.
1: So. Okay, okay. So you started. I, I guess clarification. Yes, it is a national group, but you and your sister are are the organizers, directors here in Colorado. Do I? Is that yes. correct? Okay. Correct. Yes. Correct. Yes. Okay. Now, tell us about this event that you have coming up.
6: Yeah. So, um, really, we wanted to put on this event with um leah wilson who's actually the executive director of for health freedom um, she offered to come out and speak to our colorado group of um uh followers and really just wanted to get the idea you know let people know how important it is to vote this election cycle um to restore balance to colorado for our health freedom and just man- maintaining those freedoms and um, just learning why it's important to be a health freedom advocate in our local government um, and why it's important to elect, you know, officials who are going to preserve our, our, you know, inalienable human rights um, when it comes to health freedom as far as what goes in and on your body.
1: S- super important. And we have a, your sister Janet Gillis is on the line as well. Janet, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Um, regarding this event that is coming up, um, tell us the date, Janet, and where will, you know where people can get more information about it where it will be uh, held.
7: Sure. Um, the event is held over at Valdoria on the Water, which is an events um, small event area on in Lakewood. It's next Wednesday, the twenty seventh and it starts the doors open at five thirty. Um, we do have a limited number of tickets left. It's almost sold out. And um, they can go to our website at cohealthfreedom.com forward slash events to get more info.
1: So, Janet, do you feel, um, because early on, as we were going through this whole China virus reaction, I mean, there was there and there were so many questions. And it, it really was a it took an act of courage to stand for health freedom. Uh, do you feel that more and more people are waking up to how important health freedom is for each and every individual?
7: I really do. I think um, you know, people. We all, at first, you know, a very few of us probably didn't think this, but thought you know this would be a temporary thing and we could easily get through it together. But I think people become aware became aware that. Um, it just it kept being politicized and, and used as a tool for for something you know we can only guess what but if people got sick of being told that they couldn't do things that they had to keep apart from their family and their loved ones that they couldn't do all these normal things that they should be doing and i think they started to realize that it was hyped and um just overkill you know generally and um when you hurt people when they finally realize they're not going to take it anymore, and especially when you go after their kids and, you know, try to force them to um, mask in school and all these things that have caused them harm, Um, you know, people are finally ready to take action and and say, no, enough is enough.
1: Well, and speaking of that, Christine, I'm going to go over to you. We're seeing out in California that a couple of the big school districts in L.A. and uh, San Diego are going to um, institute forced masking of our children, their children again. What's your thoughts about that, Christine?
6: Yeah, I don't believe that you know anybody should be able to tell you or your children what goes on and on your body and I think that's where we really have to you know make it known that, that it's, it's only your right as a we have an alienable right an rights you know as uh, humans created in God's image, you know and God didn't create us to you know, government to be forced to tell us what to do and tell us what goes in in our body and tell us you know what decisions to make in our health and that's where i think um we really have to stand and make make that known that you know from the littlest of human humans you know humans um you know to to the oldest of humans we have to take a stand and let them know that what what goes in and on our bodies is our is our choice and you can't force force that upon somebody um with coercion you know, and really, what does that teach children too? You know, if if they're, you know, to give in to wearing masks, and you know, the the government is telling us to do this, that so we have to do it. You know, it's it's really um, teaching them to to give in to coercion. You know, and so you really have to look at the root of that too. You know, what does it teach our kids? Um, what does it show them?
1: Well, and so, Janet, what do you think? I I'm concerned as we're coming into this election season. That um, that there may be, you know, well, of course we had COVID a couple of years ago. That that there will be, you know, some new thing that's going to, um, I think, could affect our elections because by changing, you know, different election laws or ver- a variety of things. But I'm, I'm concerned about that. I'm concerned about possible forced masking here in Colorado of our children as we're getting into the school district. What's your thoughts on those two things, Janet? Um
7: we share the same sentiment we're always kind of looking out for what might be coming up what might be happening i know a a fear was out that they're going to try to make monkeypox the new coronavirus or you know what's it going to be next but it really does seem we've noticed this pattern surrounding um the election cycle especially this summer you know with um polis he you know quickly pulled up the mask and you know, all these feel good posts on social media, oh we're a free Colorado, things like that. But then um, you know, on the back end he's getting, you know, all these groups to do his dirty work. He'll tell us, you know, no more mandates for um healthcare workers, he'll tweet and then, you know, a week later you see this notice on the cdphe that he's asked them to require um mandatory vaccinations for healthcare workers again. So he's kind of doing this double thing, you know, and it's obviously to gain popularity surrounding surrounding an election cycle. And it'll be interesting. I, I really don't know what to expect, but um, we're prepared. We're we're ready to take action as soon as something does happen.
1: Well, and it's, Christine, I am um, concerned again, as Janet has indicated, is and 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 Polis is getting help from Wall Street Journal even some conservative uh, um, leaders that, as he's talking about, yes, yes, I want to get income tax to zero here in Colorado as well, although you know good and well that they're going to increase fees like crazy. Um, But the fact that we have Tabor, Christine, which is Colorado's taxpayers' bill of rights, which I think is one of the things – that's been really great for Colorado because it's tried to constrain the growth of government, and it has done that to some degree. But uh, there have been people on both sides of the aisle, um, Republicans and Democrats, that have gone through all kinds of gyrations to try to get around Tabor so that they can keep more and more of our money. But right before this election, uh, there we will be receiving our Tabor some some of our Tabor refunds. It's our money coming back to us. But I have a feeling that uh, Polis is going to use that as a um, a point for election, and I'm concerned that that might be effective. When people get a check from the state of Colorado for $750 for an individual, I'm I'm concerned about the pandering that that's uh, that is to voters. But I'm concerned it could be effective, Christine.
6: Yeah, you know that's something that concerns us as well. I think that we see, like Janet mentioned, you know this this kind of um, recession or pulling back of You know Governor Polis um, and really our nation as a whole with this election cycle is they're you know they're pulling back kind of what they've done you know to harm us and to to take away our freedoms and they're they're trying to get us to forget you know and I think that like you said that stimulus check will will do that you know if you give somebody a a check for you know and say hey here's some money go spend it you know they're gonna be like oh wow this, this person's really great but really I think you have to take a step back and say well what's worth more my freedoms that are slowly being taken away um or this check that's only going to you know give me consolation for who knows how long right. you know so i think we really have to remind people of that and that's what we are trying to help people to remember and to see is you know let's look at their past you know and look at how they voted look at the the you know things that Governor Polis has put into executive order or, you know, bills he signed, you know, and remember that pain, you know, that he's really instilled in our life and those things he's taken away from us and our families to live, you know, the American dream, really, of what our founding fathers um, fought for this country. And so um, I think we really need to remember that and we really need to back candidates that are um, going to fight and preserve for, you know, fight for our freedoms and preserve them um, in the long run, and you know whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, it's really getting behind that candidate that can preserve those freedoms. And um, you know, I think we have some a lot of really great candidates out there. It's just doing the research, or you know, coming to organizations like our our PAC here, um, as well as you know a few other organizations in Colorado that really do follow these candidates and know. You know, are really well informed about them, and so I think that's really important to
1: um, to do. Okay, and Janet, uh, for your event, that's uh, this next. Uh, let's see, Wednesday, the twenty seventh. And you said there's still some tickets left. Who are the speakers? Who w- who will be presenting?
7: Um, we have Leah with, sorry, excuse me, Leah Wilson, who is the um, founder of Stand for Health Freedom. She is a lawyer and got into this fight for health freedom. Because of kids and um, their rights, kids who are in the, um, you know, to be adopted and things like that, and things that she went through. Dr. Rachel Corbett, who is a local doctor and the founder of Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom. She's a wonderful resource on all things health freedom, especially from the medical perspective. And then we have Maureen West. Who is a um, another lawyer, and she was the Colorado Assistant General, so she served as legal counsel, and she served as legal counsel with over um, a dozen healthcare regulatory boards, and she has a long history with um, healthcare and the freedoms and different things in that aspect. So,
1: okay, and Dr. Rachel Corbett is also with Roots Medical, which is a sponsor of the Kim Munson Show, and that uh, website is Roots Medical dot net. Uh Christine, one more time, how can people buy tickets?
6: Yeah, they can go to call Colorado Health Freedom Pack dot um, com, which is actually C O Health Freedom P A C dot com, um, and they can click on events um, and appearances tab at the top of the website and um it'll the tickets will uh The
1: ability to purchase tickets will be right there. Okay. Well, Christine uh, McCormick and Janet Gillis, thank you so much for caring. I really appreciate that, and thank you for putting together this event, and that will be next Wednesday. So, again, Christine, Janet, thank you so much, and have a great day. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Okay, we're going to go to break. Um, before, uh, well, what I would recommend first of all is um, buckle your seatbelts because Dr. Jill Vecchio is going to be on, and she's uh, been doing some research on are we uh, in line for rationing, and so you will not want to miss this. So we're going to go to break, but before we do that, um, the uh, the um, nonprofit that I have adopted is the USMC Memorial Foundation, and they are raising money to remodel the Marine Memorial out at 6th and Colfax. And, again, as I was sitting there at Cooper's Troopers and was watching Grady's um, presentation and just feeling in the room these, these men who had uh, put their lives on the line and known those that had given their lives uh, for our country, it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad that we have stepped forward to help them. And so go to USMCMemorialFoundation.org. You can donate. You can buy a brick to honor your military service or your loved one's military service. And again, that is USMCMemorialFoundation.org. USMCMemorialFoundation.org. We'll be right back with Dr. Jill Vecchio. It is Friday. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter, newsletter there, and you can email me at kim at kimmunson dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. So we're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And yesterday, I saw a friend of mine, and she said, "Hey Kim, when are you going to have Dr. Jill Vecchio on again?" And I go, "Tomorrow." So here she is, Dr. Jill Vecchio, welcome to the show.
10: It's nice to hear you sounding a little bit better.
1: Oh, I know. You and I talked the other day, and I'd gotten a cold from my little grandchildren, and and I was uh, doing a really great Lauren Bacall imitation when you and I talked. I just about lost my voice.
10: Right, right yeah. So, well, hello to everybody. Hope everybody out there is doing well.
1: Well, um, most definitely, and I know we want to jump into this. Um, I mean my gosh Jill we look at these headlines and it looks like the Davos elites and uh, the puppeteers of the biden administration want to destroy us uh, I, I think we're going to get through it but it's it could get a little rough here huh you
10: know with the with the farming shortages and stuff it's all being led by the EU and uh, and the Davos elite it's always the same players right it's, it's all pa- the same and it's- it's,
1: it's all it's, public it's policy.
10: Making, yes. And it's, and, it's, and it's like in lockstep with whatever Davos, which is the World Economic Forum, with whatever they want. Whatever they want to have happen, whatever they decide to have happen, happens. And it happens in a coordinated fashion all over the EU, United States. That's, and it's all just the same Great Reset. Agenda 21 It's the same game plan. And so the, the farm shortage stuff and the, and the protests by farmers, so that's kind of what I've been focusing on that we can talk about today. Um, the, and, and Biden's threat of signing executive orders declaring a climate emergency. And if you, if you remember, the Great Reset, Agenda 21 and the Great Reset are all, the, the template is using. Climate change and save the planet as the touchstone for justifying massive government and elite control over the people. They want to decrease the population of the world to no more than one one billion people. And man, if you want to if you want to do that pretty quick, then you have uh, pandemics. And you have food shortages, and you limit and try to try to eliminate the use of fossil fuels. I mean, that's a pretty effective way to get rid of a bunch of people. And, it's and terrible. That's it, what it, we're it, seeing right now. It's, it, it's unbelievable. You don't want to think that this could ever really happen,
6: right?
1: Right. But, but this but attack on fossil fuels, and, and again, this has been going on since the early 90s. And even though I had um, Dr. Merrill Matthews on recently, he had written a piece in The Hill that said, Green New Deal, rest in peace. And yes, I think that that uh, they have raised um, prices at the gas pump. They've raised energy prices so much. And Pete Buttigieg the other day was quoted. I, I know, Steve, you, you said it. It was something along the line of we want to... We, you know, we want to have these high gas prices so that we can push people into electric cars, but they don't really want us in electric cars. They want us to live, the the one, they want us to live in these apartment buildings along mass transit and just live in that little pod. Steve, what was it that he said exactly?
2: Well, you basically got it. Uh, it was that uh, his version of Marie Antoinette, you know, who said, "Let him eat cake." Basically, hey, right. you know, you know, just look, go ahead and buy a $60,000 EV, a, min- a starting price, and, uh, all, you know, all your problems at the gas pump will go away. Right.
1: And, and so, Jill, this has been going on. Uh, and again, and they started it back in the 90s. Remember the uh, um, energy efficient appliances, uh, light bulbs. They started, uh, and I couldn't believe we had Republicans that actually voted here in America, on what light bulbs people could use, and I was I was up in arms about it, and people kind of looked at me like, "Oh, she's a little crazy." But what I realized, but I couldn't quite articulate it at the time, was the tyranny of that, and that was not the proper role of the federal government. It's not the pro- proper role of government to tell us how much water we can have in our toilets, and, and but this is all part of that agenda, Joe. Exactly, it's
10: it's, it's using. Using climate and save the planet to justify, control, increased and increased government to power and control of the people. And it's, you know, it's being orchestrated, like we said, through large corporations and an elite power structure and money structure of large corporations and that sort of thing. And it's happening to the farming industry big time. What they've done, uh, folks have probably heard about farmers protesting in the Netherlands but it's also, they're also protesting in Italy, Poland, Spain, and Germany. So, what, you know, what do all those have in common? They're all part of the EU, right? And, and what they also have in common is that Italy, Spain, France, Germany, the Netherlands are in the top 11 agricultural exporting countries. The Netherlands is number two in agricultural exports. Really? So agricultural production is like China and India, but yeah, but they're feeding their own population. When you talk about exporting, and China is in the top 11 as well. This is 2017 data. But the Netherlands, surprisingly, they said it's a perfect climate for growing crops. They're the number two exporter exporter of agricultural products. And when you look at the world's biggest beef producers, um, livestock, Mm -hmm. United States, Brazil, and and the uh, European Union produce 47% of the world's beef. Half of the beef in the world is produced in the U.S., Brazil, and the E.U. Where are they trying to limit Farmers on what they can grow, uh, how how they can use fertilizer. They're trying to tell the EU countries that they can't use insecticides or weed killers. So that you're you're and and then you can't use fertilizer. So your crop yields are going to plummet.
1: Which plummet. will put it'll put farmers out of business. And ultimately, the, the price the will starve. Right, the prices at the grocery store will first go up, but it will create shortages. So let's connect another dot here, though. And this is why, when I, and I didn't finish my thought regarding um, this piece that Dr. Matthews had done, Green New Deal, rest in peace. I think that I think people are starting to realize these high gas prices. They don't like it, and and you're seeing the protests throughout the world. And we talked about it the other day, but the mainstream media is not not talking about it. But it it it's been very insidious. It's gone into even local government with some of their ordinances and things that they're passing. But remember, now you're talking about beef. Colorado's a big beef producer, and Governor Polis. Remember, he uh, had um, um, proclaimed a meat out day where we wouldn't eat meat. Now, certainly there was a big reaction to that, and uh, he he walked that back quickly because again he's a politician. But that doesn't mean that he's giving up on that idea. So he was just doing something the World Economic Forum is pushing. He got a lot of blowback politically. But he'll do it again. He, I mean, he, he telegraphed where he really is regarding our livestock industry here in Colorado, Jill.
10: Well, that's the thing. And, and folks need to wake up whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, what, what passes doesn't pass in Congress. Sure, that matters because it affects us. But what you need to pay real close attention to is what they're telling you exactly what they want. And they say, "Well, well, that that extreme piece of legislation never passed." No, but now you know what they want. Exactly. It's, you know, and once you wake wake up and open your eyes to what doesn't pass, what is proposed, or what's even voted on, like the Green New Deal, folks, pay attention to it. It sounds crazy. Don't just blow it off because that is what they want. Um, and they're they're telling us now, governments are are. Uh, around the EU and so forth are exerting power over farmers like crazy. They're forcing farmers in the Netherlands to get rid of a third of their livestock.
1: I know. We had a headline of that the other day. They, they're telling one guy, because he lives in a certain area with these certain rules and regulations, he has to get rid of 95% of his livestock. Okay, my friends out there, yeah. what if government comes in and says that you have to get rid of 95% of your your, your income? I,
10: well, and, and I can tell you that, and people say, well, that will never happen. Well, it's happening there now. And there's, you and I talked about this the other day, there is a real precedent during World War II... There was rationing. There was a lot more rationing in Britain, but they rationed, they, they got to the point where the government was telling women how many buttons they could have on a blouse. You couldn't, you couldn't, you were limited in how much money, of how much of your own money you could spend on meat. And, and rationed, this is how much butter you're allowed. now the reasoning for that rationing was very different. But they also told farmers they had to get rid of a bunch of their livestock because the pasture land needed to be used for grain production because the Germans had blockaded, you know, so the supply chain for Britain's ability to import grains and, and foodstuffs uh was, was cut off because of, of the war. So they were they were doing all of these rationings in order to Save the people so the people wouldn't starve. This is just the opposite. This is rationing uh, on the basis of a the, the war is climate change, right? That's the new war. Then they're going to going to use climate change to ration our our uh, commodities and such. But it's not meant it's not meant to save our lives, and it's not meant to save the Country because it's a created crisis.
1: It uh, it's a
10: made-up crisis. And good. And, that, and so, so the, the 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 reason for the rationing and whatever. And I'll, I I think we are going to get to food rationing and we're going to get to gas rationing here. And there is because they they've already set the precedent. Mm-hmm. it's just a matter of how compliant people are going to be i'm sorry i interrupted you.
1: well no i was just going to say created crisis uh you, you really nailed it they have created this crisis it's because of public policy and uh, hey jill let's go to break when we come back we're going to continue the conversation with dr jill vecchio uh, subject on the table is are we in line for rationing stay tuned
9: in a healthcare setting, informed consent provides that you the patient will have a say in your healthcare plan. This collaboration between you and your healthcare provider applies to most medical procedures including vaccination. Informed consent is a legal and ethical obligation of your healthcare provider and should include the benefits, risks, and alternatives regarding the proposed treatment. Informed consent, it's not just your signature, it could be your life. This message is sponsored by Colorado Healthcare Providers for freedom.com.
5: With the right training from Franktown Firearms, anyone can improve. The professionals at Franktown meet you at your current level of experience, gauging your level of confidence so that they know what kind of training to recommend to you. After you purchase your firearm, regardless of the level you're at, Franktown will encourage you to train. They maintain a comfortable atmosphere, encouraging improvement from any level, with one-on-one training and private training, up to advanced training and classes. They even offer a concealed carry certification class. Franktown actively avoids the corporate model as a family-owned, operated, and family-friendly environment. They give everyone the time of day, meaning that they emphasize the importance of training in a comfortable and inclusive environment. Franktown Firearms wants you to be as invested in improving your skills as they are in their training with you. Sign up for a course today at klzradio.com franktown franktown firearms where friends are made
0: americans veteran stories with kim munson sunday afternoons at three here on klz 560 a.m and klz 100.7 it's friday,
1: friday. indeed it is friday and welcome to the show i'm kim munson be sure and check out our website that's kim munson dot com. sign up for our weekly newsletter there And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. On the line with me is Dr. Jill Vecchio. And Jill, before uh, we continue on the conversation, I'm just going to adjust my tin hat here, because there are those that would say, oh, my gosh. But to your point, they are telling us what they're going to do. Joe Biden said, I'm going to shut down the fossil fuels, the natural fuels, industry first thing he did out of the box shut down the keystone xl pipeline what's going to happen well supply is going to become more limited and uh, as and as people need that product the price is going to go up we're seeing that at the pump Uh, Meet Out Day with Jared Polis. Uh, They want want people to eat bugs. Actually, I remember pulling a uh, news article about five or six years ago where it was uh, being put out there, the um, benefits of eating bugs. I actually, I... I like beef. I like to eat beef. It's good for you. It uh, gives you energy. It's a lot of protein. And uh, if somebody doesn't want to eat beef, that's fine. But again, when I uh, say in, on the show, if something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Well, the Davos elites, it's all about force, coercion, fear, all of that, Jill.
10: Exactly. And, and they're using the climate change, the fear of climate change. Uh, I think not that many people are afraid of climate change, that you know, as they would like. They've got a whole generation, uh, two generations probably by now, of kids that have been kind of brainwashed into believing that climate change is this imminent threat. And uh, unfortunately, the weather patterns are currently compliant with their, you know, with their agenda.
1: Well, and uh, let me make a point on that, Jill.
10: And all that, but geez.
1: So uh, earlier this week, um, producer Steve had found a, uh, I guess Susan Kochevar had sent it over, uh, temperatures. And it was in the Midwest, Iowa and Wisconsin, well above 100 degrees. And it was 1936. And so this is weather is what is occurring. But they're using weather. And the fact that it's really hot across the United States right now, they are are capitalizing upon that from a narrative standpoint.
10: Right, right. So July if you know, July, is the, July and August are the perfect months, especially in an election year, right, are the perfect months to exploit a climate agenda. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you just pick your month correctly because it's going to be hot anyway and everybody's going to pay attention to it. The more you talk about it, the more they're going to have to pay attention to it. So they're kind of shoving it down our throats. But, but the sad thing is, I mean, in, in, in these... Like in the Netherlands, right? One, number two in, in agricultural export. The Dutch government is threatening to take land from farmers that aren't compliant with these rules about no insecticides. We, you know, if you don't kill 95% of your herd like they tell you, then they can take your land. Now you also think about, uh, who's gonna, who's gonna be able to survive whatever limitations they have. What's gonna happen, the small farmers are gonna go out of business. They're gonna lose their family farms, they're gonna go out of business, and they'll be taken over by either the government or a large corporation, or a combination, right, the public-private partnership. And then, once you have these large corporate farming operations, boy, it's really easy to control food supply then that's and that's what that's what's frightening most of these big corporations the, the government in in combination with a compliant big corporation mm-hmm. can destroy the average person's life
1: big government Just, big business even, love each other without
10: an election yep, without, yep. It, without an election
1: okay so Jill i mean it it's serious out there with these high energy prices serious. it is very serious and And it is that, uh, and the weather um, is uh, um, helping them, because it is extremely dry in um, different parts of the country that produce livestock, that produce crops. And uh, it's cyclical, but it is very, very dry as well. So you know if you, if um, if uh, they control water and they control energy and they control food, uh, and those are all things that we have taken for granted here in America. Mm-hmm. We never believed that it would be under assault. But with this, uh, the puppeteers of the Biden administration and the Davos elites, it is. And that's why it is so important to elect people that love America, that love the American people. And when America does well, the rest of the world does well. But they're trying to, I think, trying to, uh, to, d- to destroy us. Well,
10: yes, and I think our elections are becoming less and less Less and less impactful in a lot of ways, uh, because well, number one, if we don't have election integrity, then what's the point at all? I'm not saying I'm saying keep voting, but unless until you fix that, don't expect honest results or a result that's going to be good for the really good for the people and for the country and for the Constitution. Uh, that being said, when government can exploit these public-private partnerships so that they turn over all of this power to corporations that aren't responsible to the electorate, then that's a a huge loss of our constitutional authority as as people, Um, as, as citizens of the United States. We're losing a ton of our constitutional power over how the country is run because our government is giving a bunch of power to huge corporations
1: and yes and this has been going on for quite some time but and i'm going to put the but here is there is some very exciting things that are happening first of all what you mentioned in europe is that the farmers people are protesting this and um so that's exciting here in america people are waking up uh that supreme court Decision West Virginia versus the EPA was a really big deal because you're saying how can they do this? It's because our elected the people that we have elected and the politicians have have abdicated their power. Congress has abdicated their power uh, to the administrative state, and this is uh, unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats, and it is out of control right now. But I think. There's little, little glimpses of this thing getting pulled back and more and more people waking up. We've got three minutes, Jill. It's gone by way too quickly. What else do you want our listeners to know and how do you want to button this up?
10: Uh, well, I, I, I'd like to um, quote one of the signs that a Dutch farmer was holding up at one of the protests. It says, farmers feed you. Without us, you would be hungry, naked, and sober. <laughs> <That's great. laughs>
1: that that Remember, is funny.
10: Not <laughs> a farmer, you'd be hungry, naked, and sober.
1: <laughs> that is very funny. Give us some hope here, Doctor Jill. I,
10: I I agree with you. People are waking up and standing up. I think that the the elitists are are fairly shocked by this. I think that they perhaps believed that they had us. Uh, hoodwinked and beaten down enough that we wouldn't stand up so i think this is a wonderful time in our history with respect to it's it's like you like you've said we are in the moment and i think our generation is perhaps the last generation that is tuned in enough to Oh, that was raised with what the Constitution really means, what our government's really supposed to be. Um, and we are the last generation, I think, in a position to understand what we need to do and why we need to do it. Uh, the other, the, the last couple generations certainly have been so brainwashed into socialism, hating the Constitution, not even knowing their own history, certainly not knowing what the Constitution means or really means or really says and is really meant to do, which is protect the people. Um, I, I think if we can't fix this, then it really scares me. If, if our yeah. generation can't get this turned around and, and, and fix it and start to ed- re-educate <laughs> the population on what the Constitution really is there for, then our country is gone. And and if our country goes, then the whole world goes.
1: Right. You so know, we are
10: just it goes back to serfdom.
1: And so yes, we are in a time, and that's why we do the show is so that you can get your brain around these issues, you can understand and engage in this big battle of ideas that we're that we are engaged in. And um, I always say it, we were made for this time. And Dr. Jill Vecchio, somebody asked how we met, and we've been friends for a long time. And I said, hey, there was this doctor that was out there. Uh, Trying to explain what Obamacare would be, the socialized uh, medicine, that's a whole other conversation. But Dr. Jill Vecchio, uh, thank you so much, and we'll get you scheduled again for next month.
10: Thank you. Take care, Kim. Take care, everybody.
1: And uh, our quote for the end of the show is from uh, Bishop Fulton Sheen. He said, too many people get credit for being good when they are only being passive. They are too often praised for being broad-minded. When they are so broad-minded, they can never make up their minds about anything. So, my friends, today be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America.
0: It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories.
1: An early childhood taxing district, what on earth is that?
0: The latest in politics and world affairs.
1: I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't understand it.
0: Today's current opinions and ideas.
1: It is not fair that just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't.
0: Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation.
1: Indeed, let's have a conversation. And thank you so much to each and every one of you for listening. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team, producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Friday to you, producer Steve.
2: Finally, fantastic Friday, payday, you name it.
1: You love this day. It's a great day for producer Steve. So, hey, check out, out our website. That's Kim Munson, dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to each and every one of you who support us. We are an independent voice, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff. Their rights, their property, freedom, livelihood, opportunity, their lives. And force comes in a lot of different packages. It could be a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear coercion, government-induced inflation, or the World Economic Forum Davos Globalist Elites Agenda. That's a mouthful, Steve.
2: (laughs) With that that list of things and people working against you, wow.
1: (laughs) But we are Americans, and we can do it. And I am so excited to have two of my... Most favorite people in the studio with me, and that is Karen Levine, longtime friend of mine, award-winning realtor with Remax Alliance. It's great to have you here.
12: It's great to be here. It's a beautiful sunny Colorado day. It is, oh, and it's going to get to a hundred. Okay, yeah,
1: it is. It's July. It's July. It's July. And Lauren Levy, he is a mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group. It's great to have you here as well.
13: Thank you. Great to be back.
1: And la- yeah, last week when uh, for your your call in, we do these weekly updates. Unless you're in studio, then we focus on you for much longer. Uh, you were in Boston, so how was Boston? It
13: was awesome. I, I, it had been two and a half years since I'd seen my parents because oh of COVID, so we couldn't go there. So it's just, I mean, people change, you know, especially oh. when they're aging. And so yeah. I had to get there. Yeah. See, they had to see their grandkids before the other the second one goes off to college. So. They were they lost their mind. It was awesome. And we got to go to Cape Cod and go see a baseball game down there and go on a boat and stuff you can't do here. So yeah. it was awesome.
1: Gosh, can you believe it? You think about it, two and a half years. It's terrible. And
13: it's they're in Massachusetts, which we've talked about. So COVID not only hit harder because they have a much older population, mm-hmm. but they were, you know, you had to have proof vaccination just to fly into there half the time, you know. And it just wasn't a good time to go there. hmm mm-hmm for the longest time. So now finally was the time.
1: Oh, I'm so glad you got mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. I'm glad you had a great trip. That's wonderful. So, hey, um, we're going to uh, very quickly talk about the quote of the day. I'm going to surprise you. Then we've got Steve Cruz on the line, uh, and uh, he is another great sponsor. He's a co-owner of uh, Three Points Financial, and uh, get a Friday update with him. But this uh, this quote today is from Bishop Fulton Sheen. He was born in 1895. He died in 1979. So let's just think about that. He lived through the Depression, two world wars, you know, we we think things are challenging now, but they are challenging generation to generation. But he said this. He said, "You must remember to love people and use things, rather than to love things and use people." Mm. You like that, Karen? I do. Okay.
12: Yeah, that that warms my heart, but it also encourages me. Okay.
1: Yeah. Good. And and we try to give a good dose of encouragement and hope here, Lauren. And so what do you think of this quote? <laughs>
13: <laughs> i just say I like it. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, let's ask Steve Cruz with Three Points Financial what he thinks of this quote from Fulton Sheen. You must remember to love people and use things rather than love things and use people. And I, I actually think, Steve, at Three Points Financial, you really work with, with people with the complete package. So what's your thoughts about that quote?
14: Yeah, absolutely agree. And, and we help our clients, you know, try to look beyond the the thing, which is money, and see how it can, you know, impact their relationships and their community, their family. Um, and so trying to bring the focus off of, of that necessarily and, and how it, you know, again, impacts the most important things, which are our relationships with people. So totally agree.
1: But but being good stewards, that doesn't mean that you don't strive to for financial independence. Don't strive because when people have financial independence, they can actually help even more people. It's just getting the focus in the right spot, right, Steve?
14: Oh, exactly. Yes. No. Yeah. Money money is important, but again, it's it's important for what it can do. Um, and yeah, the the more resources you have, a lot of times you can you can do more good with that and and something i was going to talk about this morning is, is a way that you, people can potentially um you know be good stewards and and make good decisions and reduce their future taxes um so I'm, i was just going to talk this morning a little bit about uh, a silver lining to the markets being down and it's something we've talked about before and that is uh converting iras to roth accounts roth conversions um We've talked about it before, um, and that's where, you know, in 2017, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, um, it reduced tax rates to some of the lowest rates that they've they've ever been. Um, but those are not permanent. Those go back to um, higher rates in 2025 if nothing else happens. And I think, you know, with everything that has been going on, uh, tax rates will go up probably even more um, than they're set already to in 2025. So, anyways, Partial Roth conversion is where you just take some money from a pre-tax IRA or 401 K, and you convert it over to a Roth, and Roth funds grow tax-free. Um, and the reason it's a little cheaper to do right now is with the market down, um, there's less you know to convert over, so it's it's cheaper, um, and then you'll you get the growth um, tax-free. A good time to do this, many times, is when people have just retired or in the period between they were when they retired and when they hit seventy-two, because at age seventy-two, the IRS says, "Hey, you've got to start taking money out of those pre-tax accounts because we want our tax revenue um, from those accounts that have been growing tax deferred." Um, so, I, I encourage people to take a look at that uh, again. Since it's, it's cheaper to do right now, tax rates are expected to go up in the future. Um, and uh, definitely, you know, talk to somebody. Uh, like Three Points Financial? We're doing it. Like Three Points <laughs> Financial. Yeah.
1: That would be good. That would be a great place to start. And, uh, yes, so in essence, if you switch, do you have to sell stock to, uh, to get out of the IRA to get into a Roth, or could you just convert the stock over as well?
14: A lot of, a lot of times you can just convert uh, the stock over, yes. Okay, so you have a and stock. It's, pay, it's paying the tax now. It's paying the tax now and, not, and never having to pay tax in the future. So, um, I,
1: I can see. how. And so let's say you have a stock that you really like, but it's been knocked around in the market. So now might be a good time to pay the taxes on it, move it over there, and you still like it. It's still a good company, but then it grows, and you're not going to have to pay taxes then. Sounds like a smart move, yeah. Steve.
15: Exactly. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, how can people get more information? Uh, I know that they can set up a consultation. You're a fee-based, or excuse me, fee-only financial planning firm. And how can people get more information about you?
14: Best place to be our website, www.3pointsfinancial.com. And that's the word three spelled out, 3pointsfinancial.com. And there's a contact us section where they can schedule a call with us.
1: Okay. Uh, that's Steve Cruz with Three Points Financial. Thank you so much. And uh, I know we're on a bit of a rotation. We'll talk to Mary next week and then you the, the next week. And I always learn something. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks, Kim. Okay. And we'll be right back. Karen Levine and Lauren Levy are in studio. We're going to be talking about this crazy metro real uh, real estate market, interest rates, inflation, all these things that we're, you know, we, we're talking about and thinking about all the time. So we will be right back.
2: M-O-N-S-O-N dot com.
9: All of Kim's sponsors are an in inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's KimMunson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. It's Friday! Right!
1: is Friday. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure to check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Something's a good idea. You shouldn't have to force people to do it. And in studio with me is two of my great sponsors. They sponsor both the shows, The Kim Munson Show and America's Veterans Stories. And uh, Karen Levine, uh, award-winning realtor with REMAX Alliance, our... Uh, America's Veterans Stories show this Sunday is part two of uh, Fred Weiss's story. He's a 99-year-old, World War II, B-17 bomber pilot, 35 missions. And uh, so that's what, who we're going to be having this week. It's it's just awesome to get to, to share these stories, and I thank you for your partnership.
12: Well, it's just a super important piece of our history to be able to share those people's lives that helped preserve our freedoms. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it's exciting. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out to one of my past students we've talked about on the show. And he was watching um, Americans veterans' stories for his history class or listening or listening. Yeah, yeah, right. Listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw him the other day. Um, I was putting um, a for sale sign up in a property in Arvada. Okay. And he lived down the street and he came by. And he said he now listens to the Kim Munson show as well. So I just want Jaden to know, we hope he's listening today. How old is he? He's 19. Oh, I love that. And he's doing a great job. So it gives me great hope for our young um, generation.
1: Oh, that's awesome. And Lauren, of course, you were just back in Boston with all the history there. But uh, Lauren Levy, Polygon Financial Group, expert in the mortgage arena. Um, It's important to you as well that we tell these stories.
13: Well, I can't. I mean, I, I can't imagine what that guy's seen. I've seen nothing compared to someone who know. flew 35 B bomber
1: missions. I mean, it's it's remarkable. Yeah. I okay, I will tell you this story. You should listen to the America's veteran stories, but I, I've got to tell you this story. Uh, he uh, and this was on the on part one. He was uh, doing the training, uh, and so he was was with her, his instructor. So a little two seater plane, and uh, he said that. Uh, And I guess there must not have been the the top over it either. And he said that their flight suits had these rather um, big sleeves. And he thinks that his flight suit must have somehow uh, caught his harness and unbuckled his harness, and he didn't know it and the instructor said uh, are you ready to do a loop <laughs> and, and they start to do a loop and he starts to s- feel that there's nothing between him and the ground and he spread his legs so f- you know so they were up against the side of the, the plane and he didn't fall out but can you imagine I mean, <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> can you imagine so these are the kinds of stories yeah. that i just find fascinating
13: i guess the combat wasn't the worst part maybe then
1: <laughs> the training can be can get, be can, can be tough so let's get serious here though Uh, Karen, you and I talk about it all the time, home ownership, great way for people to to create wealth. We're realizing, and we had Jill on the the first uh, first hour, that the World Economic Forum, they say you will own nothing and be happy about it by 2030. When you and I first did that show, we're like, this is a little cray cray. Mm Well, we now see that, that they're trying to put in policies, interest rates going up, uh, inflating the costs of homes by uh, corporations coming in and buying them. I mean, it's playing out. What do you see right now in the metro uh, real estate market?
12: Well, right now we're seeing a um, huge adjustment, and that adjustment is happening because interest rates doubled. And we had short inventory, very low, low inventory. And our inventory is up 100% from a year ago. But that is not for us to be super concerned about because we have not returned to what was pre-pandemic numbers. So we're at about seventy three, seventy-five hundred 7,500 single family homes in the front range on the market. We were close to 9,000 in July of 2019. 2019, we still saw appreciation. We still saw multiple offers. We still saw a lot of buyers in the marketplace, but right now buyers are trying to figure out what their buying power is because that's been adjusted dramatically by Mm -hmm. that change in interest rates. And sellers are trying to be sensitive to the fact that buyers don't have the buying power that they did have. And where do they need to price their homes? Um, We know that they've lost of a bulk of that appreciation from January to today, but that doesn't mean they lost the appreciation from 2017, 18, 19, and right. 20. So they're still sitting good. And um, I would just encourage those who want um, home ownership and understand that home ownership builds them wealth, that they not be fearful of this market, but that they have opportunity. And there's an opportunity for them to get in and potentially not be one of 20 offers. Maybe they're one of themselves, or maybe they're one of two or three offers. But we talked for months about what's called appraisal gap mm-hmm. and making up that difference. Well, guess what? Because of those values in January, February, and March, your home's going to appraise, and you're not going to need that cash to gap. Okay. So there's... in. In every market, there is opportunity.
1: There is opportunity. And, Lauren, I mean, it seemed just, we had gone through this when interest rates were low. I mean, you were able to get some people with uh, mortgage rates in that two, you know, high two range. Of course, now what, they're in the sixes?
13: Is no, that? they've come back down a little bit, probably mid to upper five, somewhere, five okay. and three quarters or so, five and a half. So they've come back down a little bit. Okay. Which is nice. Um, it creates more buying power every little move like that, like Karen's talking about, you know. Um, but like she says with opportunity, there's <clears throat> there's a lot of people that are wanting to take cash out of their home to do something, repairs, whatever it could be. And there's we've talked about that bank step up with programs for that stuff. So mm-hmm. we're doing second mortgages for people who don't want to give up a two and a half interest rate on their first. Or And I talked to a lady yesterday who I did a reverse mortgage for in 2018. And I think her house was 470 then, and now it's like just I haven't done an appraisal yet, so just like a Zillow is listed at 690. Wow! So she's gonna re- refinance her reverse. Okay. And access like another fifty thousand dollars in a line of credit that she can utilize down the road whenever she might need that she doesn't have now. Okay. okay. So that's another opportunity for people. So with a home equity, the way it is, like Karen's addressing, there's opportunity there, especially for reverse opportunities and just people to use equity in their home to do stuff.
1: okay what do you see about new bills That's the other thing so, you know it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that if you reduce the supply and increase increase the demand then there's going to be an increase in prices. Um, what do you see regarding uh, you know new supply here in uh, the, the metro area?
12: So, new supply is going to um, continue. Like I said, we just saw double the inventory from a year ago, July. So okay. we've dou- so there's more supply in the market, okay. which means there's potentially the competition is spread across more houses. Um, new construction has met challenges with the increase in interest rates, and I was just sharing an article with Lauren on our way in. That 14.5% cancellation rate last month when the rates doubled.
1: Oh, that's difficult for the developer then. Right,
12: for the builder, but they had sold all those homes that were in process. Well, what's going to happen? They're not going to stop building them, they're in process. So there's going to be more inventory available because builders, I mean, buyers, chose to cancel, many of them left their earnest money on the table because they didn't have the ability to qualify for that house at that price at that interest rate. So that's going to increase supply. Uh So when you increase supply, prices should ease back down, um, but they're not going to plummet. There's no reason for them to plummet because there's still a lot of demand. Uh You made the comment about corporations coming in and buying. I just listed a new home in Arvada. 1961 Brick Ranch. I've already received three, and I think a fourth investor offer has come in on this property. But they're they're very savvy. They're coming in way below that list price. The seller doesn't need to sell at that price.
7: Mm-hmm.
12: Um, and so I'm encouraging those buyers that are in the marketplace that have been scared off a little bit, let's get back in the water. Let's get your feet back wet. Let's get back out there. And there's opportunity for them.
1: You know, that's the thing. When there's so much fear, Lauren, there is always opportunity. And, in fact, that's the best time uh, to be uh, investing in the market is when the market is low Mm -hmm. instead Mm -hmm. of uh, high. But uh, there's always creativity, innovation, entrepreneurship. But that is why I think people really need to call you if they're going to be working on a mortgage because there can be some some people out there that might – not have the client's best interest in mind. That's
13: true. And we talk a lot in my office about the, and this applies to the stock market, and it can apply to housing as well. There's two emotions that most people deal with when dealing with their own money or buying. It's fear and greed, right? Mm -hmm. So greed is, I I bought a stock, it's gone up, I don't want to sell it because what if it goes higher? And then I leave money on the table. That's greed. Well, fear is it's gone down, you know, what if it continues to plummet? I'm going to sell it now. When you work with a professional, they don't have that emotion because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not their money. Mm-hmm. So they can look at it. Same thing when you're dealing with a real estate agent or a mortgage person. We can take some of that fear and greed out of there and just look at the numbers. And, you know, you're right. There is opportunity when when home values are – when people think the market is on its way down, that's probably a good time to buy. Mm-hmm. You know, that nobody ever buys stocks at the bottom. Nobody ever buys – homes at the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. They always wait for it to come back up and miss out on something. Mm-hmm. And So you're right. I mean, when there is fear, that's a good opportunity. Some people see it as an opportunity. Yeah,
1: there is opportunity. Uh, we're hearing rumblings. Somebody said to me yesterday that they heard that the interest rates are going to go up another point. Well, what that,
13: are... That's what you and I talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a difference between what the Federal Reserve does and what happens to mortgage rates. So the Federal Reserve controls what they call like overnight money, what banks lend to each other at. Which in turn affects the prime rate. So, things that are tied to the prime rate, like home equity lines of credit, will instantly jump. Credit card rates jump. Um, but the mortgage rates, you know, they kind of have an expectation. So, I think right now the market is expecting 75 basis points, Ugh. which they've been signaling that since the last raise. They said they think they see another 75 in July. If that happens, it may be a non event, mm-hmm. right? Because the market's already affecting that. The stock market may not tank mortgage rates might just hang in there, it's when they get a surprise. Like yesterday, there was a little surprise in Europe. Europe raised by a half, and they were expecting a quarter. So that shook the markets a little bit. They raised more than was expected, and markets don't like surprises. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think if they go up one, that's probably maybe too much. Mm-hmm. I think the market's anticipating 75. I think if you just drive around, like I was just driving here today, and I passed a gas station, and I noticed diesel I don't know why. It's just it's green, because mm-hmm. the number's green. And it's mm-hmm. But diesel's been like five seventy-five, and this gas station had it at four ninety-nine when mm-hmm. I just drove by coming here. Mm-hmm. So I think gas prices have eased a little bit, maybe $0.20, $0.30 cents maybe, mm-hmm. and interest rates have pulled back ever so slightly. So I don't know that what the Fed is doing is taking effect yet, but the sirens aren't maybe ringing as loud as they were maybe two weeks ago for them to raise.
1: Mm-hmm.
13: All the way to one. I think they'll do three quarters and hopefully it's a non event.
1: Okay. Well, let's go to break. Yeah, I'm talking with Lauren Levy. He is a mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group and Karen Levine. Uh, She's a realtor with Remax Alliance. Uh, We're going to continue a conversation about these really important issues uh, inflation and interest rates, homeownership. Stay tuned.
3: Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan, while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at 3PointsFinancial.com. Three That's threepointsfinancial.com.
4: Inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on. That's why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now, more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. Kim has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim can use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at Kim Munson. That's M O N S O N dot com.
1: It's Friday. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson M O N S O N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there, and you can email me at kim at kimmunson dot as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity. By looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And uh, want to just mention this uh, nonprofit that I have adopted, and that is the USMC Memorial Foundation. They are raising money to remodel the Marine Memorial out at Sixth and Colfax. It was dedicated back in 1977, and it's lovely, but it's time for a remodel. And Paula Sarles, uh, she is a Marine veteran, a, a Vietnam-era veteran, and a Gold Star wife, is really spearheading that. And uh, you can help them out by going to usmcmemorialfoundation.org. You can donate, or you can buy a brick for one of their walkways to honor your your military service or your loved one's military service. Again, that is usmcmemorialfoundation.org. Karen Levine. Uh, realtor with Remax Alliance. Uh we should we need to give your phone number. What is your phone number?
12: Oh, my phone number? Yes. Well, if you would like to chat with me, call me at 303-877-7516. Again,
1: 303-877-7516. You and I have, have been connecting the dots on public policy. And public policy here in Colorado has has really been Tapping down home ownership and supporting apartments, particularly, they call it transit oriented mm-hmm. development up and down the light rail. And they think if they can have people live there, that even though no, nobody's riding the train right now, that they will. But then they think, oh, if we raise prices for gas, they'll ride the train, but they're not. But I tell you, it, it almost breaks my heart. If, if people want to live in an apartment, if they want to live on transit oriented development, great. But this is what we see the Davos Elites want is people to live in little, tiny, little apartments right around on trains, stay within their little pods and live a life like that. So every time I see these apartment buildings out here, it kind of breaks my heart. What's your thought?
12: Well, it did. It does break my heart is that we are putting all these resources, developer resources, building materials, et cetera, into rental property and not into home ownership property. And we've talked about... Um, unintended consequences of policy in the construction defect legislation, which happened over a decade ago, was intended to protect the consumer. Oh, that's what they said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And instead, we don't see condominium units being built, condominium units being home ownership units. Um, I always thought that we would see some of these apartments get converted. We are not seeing that at this point. Um, but they're also... They, whoever that they is, is talking about the fact that we're five hundred no five million housing units short, and that's just not home ownership units in, in America, that's, yeah, in America. so um, I guess we're we've underbuilt both, but it seemed like we were overbuilding apartments for a long period of time. And then you look at where rents are going, it doesn't seem logical to me to put your hard earned money into the pockets of a landlord if you have the ability to be a homeowner yourself. Right.
1: What's your thoughts about that, Lauren?
13: I, I agree with that. I, I think it's, you know, we obviously we live in Colorado. So Colorado's its own animal, I think. I think we have a beautiful state. People are still moving here all the time. I was listening to something yesterday. I think it was on CNBC. They were interviewing a developer from Manhattan because Manhattan has about 15% office vacancy because a lot of people haven't come back and what they're trying to do there now is take whatever office buildings that are can do it like if they have tall enough ceilings and if they have the proper elevators to maybe do condo conversions on them to to bring people that want to live back in Manhattan because the office they're not seeing the rebound in the office use
1: could it be so, because it's so dangerous there? <laughs>
13: well, that and they all, you know, people got the opportunity to work from home and enjoyed it and mm-hmm. maybe want to stay there. Mm-hmm. So they have empty buildings, you know, and so if they can, some of them just can't be converted. They're too old or they just don't fit, you know, mm-hmm. but if they can, this person was trying to do that. That's what they were doing as a developer. So that was good to hear. Mm-hmm. But here we have so many people moving here. I think it supports rents It support a lot of, even when I was back in college, I knew people moving to Colorado from Massachusetts that were young and you know, would-be renters, basically, mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm. sure that's still happening. It's just, uh I see people all the time in my own neighborhood, oh, where'd you come here from, you know, right, typically right. typically Texas yeah. and California, but mm-hmm. from all over, just because it's so beautiful here, and we have the best outdoor life, and weather's great, and so, I don't know, I, I, we also didn't have the tanking that, like, Arizona and Miami and Vegas had when, in 08 and the crash in 09, our values didn't plummet like they did you know
1: and speaking of that the crash in 2008 again in crisis there is opportunity mm-hmm. as well so people oh, yeah. that might have had a lot of cash could go out and they could have bought or purchased mm-hmm. some of these uh homes at uh, reduced oh, prices yeah, I have,
13: karen with the real estate side i'm sure she had some i had people that bought 10 investment properties with me doing the loans they were a lot cheaper mm-hmm. you know you could sell them one million dollar home today or ten hundred thousand dollar homes back then right but they kept them and did some minor remodeling, turned them into rentals, and now they're worth a lot 400000 and they mm-hmm. bought them for one twenty. Yeah. So those people got wealthy from that, and that's what you, you guys always talk about is the wealth effect of real estate. Right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right. So that was an opportunity, but you had to see it. A lot of people were panicked about their jobs back then, or mm-hmm. got to hoard my cash. The people that were like, I'm going to spend my cash on real estate got rich. Mm-hmm.
1: And that I think that's the thing, is in every crisis there's opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But uh, that's why it's, it's wise to uh, three points financial talk to Steve and Mary about, you know, that complete package. Um, it, it seems like it's a kind of a scary time right now. Uh, the headlines, I, I mean, Biden is telegraphing food shortages and gas prices are up and the temperatures are up. It's weather. Um, Steve had, had found something. I think Susan Kochevar sent it over. and We went through these different temperatures, 100 degrees in Wisconsin, Iowa, and it was from 1936. So this, you know, it's July. Mm-hmm. It does get hot. It is hot right now. But the, this media just, it seems like they're trying to keep people on edge all the time, Karen.
12: They are. And when you listen to um, the nightly news, the local news news, um, it's all about it's it's a sense of crisis and i think the thing that concerns me is there's a lot of conversation about um rent control and the minute that you impose rent control um as you say um you you you're going to take from somebody and give to somebody else and many times it's the middle class that gets taken from and we've worked really hard Mm -hmm. and rent control is not an answer um If you want to live in Colorado, there is a cost to live here, and you have to be creative, and that may mean that you can't have that three-bedroom, two-bath. You might have to have a two-bedroom, one-bath to live within your means. But for government to step in and think that rent control is a path we should go down, I would ask your listeners to be very thoughtful about that kind of policy and day away from it and stand firm with the people that don't support that. Right. Cuz that is going to be very very harmful.
1: Well, and one of the reasons that things are so darn expensive is because of public policy. And Karen, we've seen this with the people trying to rebuild after the Boulder County mm-hmm. fire is new rules and regulations uh, are increasing the cost of rebuilding just uh, rules and regulations
12: by I think the the number was 75,000. Yeah, 70 75,000 and um Like you say, if it's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. So the thing that's cool about America and about capitalism is choice. So when I go to buy a home, if a builder is offering an upgrade to put in um, electrical outlets to charge my electric vehicle, and that's important to me, I will choose to pay for that upgrade. Or the builder may choose to make that a marketing strategy that their new home includes that. But why does public policy have to force that upon people?
1: Well, that's true. And, and you, you mentioned options. And the thing about bigger and bigger government is it takes away mm-hmm. options. And, Lauren, that's one of the things I love about your business is you work with a lot of different lenders. And, uh, so, and different lenders have different ideas. They address these challenges differently. And so it's so great to have options in that particular arena.
13: Oh, 100%. I have friends in the business that are work for bank-specific companies, and they may not, you know, just one an example. One of my friends works for a huge bank, one of the biggest in the country, and they still have yet to bring back home equity lines of credit. They took them away in COVID, and they still haven't brought them back. It's like, that's a core...
1: Why did bank. they take them away? In-,
13: in COVID, they were just... Scared? Scared, you know, scared of lending to people who may not go back to their jobs, or okay. you know, may not be able to make the payments, so they took them away. Okay. it happens yeah mm-hmm. but they've never brought them back and that's what uh, tons of people are applying for right now is home equity lines of credit it just doesn't make any sense that right. they haven't brought them back so that person's losing clients when they call and they're, then they're going to turn around and hopefully call me
1: exactly and what would and, that number be um, yeah,
13: 303-880-8881 <laughs> and I'll get them a line of credit or something similar and off they go
1: yeah again Lauren's number is 303-880-8881 um we're going to go to break here in just a little bit. But I, I think, Karen, it, it's important that people not lose hope uh, with this whole Davos elites group. I mean, uh, the positive thing is, is the veil is off. When I saw John Kerry. Oh, I have a new name for him, uh, Steve. Um, we're now I was talking with somebody yesterday. She said, he's just kind of scary. And I'm like, I'm going to use that scary carry. What do you think of that?
2: Scary carry. And, and again, the reference to him. You know, tell him to stop flying around the world and, and,
1: and uh, do his swift boat thing. Right. But, uh, in fact, he was standing in front of his private jet saying, well, I need to do this. I need to do this. Well, if, if if flying around the world on an airplane is going to destroy the world, I'm not sure why he needs to destroy the world like that, right? I, so I, I can't guess,
2: comprehend. A, a
1: yeah. <laughs> but to that point, I look at this agenda, and sometimes it seems a bit daunting. But there is great hope. We are Americans. And when I say we were made for this moment, we are made for this moment. And uh, so we're going to go to break here in a little bit. And you can call in. You might want to talk about what Jill talked about in the first segment or what's on your radar. It's Friday. Um, And Karen and Lauren will both be here as well. But Karen, you're one of the most optimistic people I know. So give us a little hope.
12: Well, thank you, Kim. Um, I see opportunity. and, And that's, I think, why I'm optimistic. There is Great opportunity out there. Whenever the tides are changing, um, that creates new opportunities. And I would encourage your listeners to not be fearful, to know that, um, as you say, we were made for this time. And if you're looking to, you know, put your feet into the housing market. I'm an available resource to give you good direction, um, provide you with insight in what's happening in the marketplace, not only here in Colorado, but nationwide because of my position at the National Association of Realtors. And um, I think there's opportunity right now. I have a buyer, they have gotten creative. It's two young, hardworking, single guys that said, if we're gonna become homeowners, we need to pull our resources and we're gonna do something together. When they got in the market, they were going to need money for appraisal gaps, and I reached out to them and I said, I know you think you're short on cash, but I think you're not. I think the opportunity, the door has opened for you. Let's get back out and take a look at what homes are available and what we can do to get you into home ownership. So they're encouraged. Awesome. That is awesome. And... uh Lauren,
1: inflection when inflection in language is important and, and Karen referred to this I always say we were made for this moment let's step into this moment but then I also think about inflection let's step into it you know you have to be so the inflection is let's step into this moment not step in it so um, <laughs> <Step> in
13: it. <laughs> right I, I mean I always have hope i I love what I do I get to help people and even whether I'm helping 30 people at a time or four if, you know with the rates changing and things mm-hmm. that's fine but like, I already mentioned that woman that's, that can help refinance her reverse. She has ten to $15,000 worth of landscaping she wants to do to make her house up to par with her neighborhood. And mm-hmm. she can't wait. You know, that's her thing, her garden. And, and now I'm going to get her the money and she's not going to have any payments. Yeah. And it's just going to change her world, which is awesome. You know, gardening and landscaping may not be my thing, but it's hers.
1: And uh, so, and yeah, and
13: it's just a great deal. She couldn't be happier. So that's awesome.
1: Well, and I had said to you, the people that you got into their first mortgage in, you know, just under three, they gotta love you, and you're like, yeah, oh, they yeah. do. <laughs>
13: I may never talk to them again, but you're right <laughs>
1: <laughs> because they don't need to re- <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. right. So, so Karen Levine, that number is 303-877-7516. 303-877-7516. Lauren Levy, and that's for uh, buy or sell a new home. Uh, And um, Lauren Levy, uh, regarding a a mortgage, second mortgage, reverse mortgage, 303-880-8881, 303-880-8881. We're going to go to break. Give us a call, 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. We've got Tom and Fort Collins on the line, and so we're going to go to break. We'll be right back with Tom and Fort Collins.
9: Ladies and gentlemen, what do you know about informed consent? The principle is a cornerstone in medicine and applies to nearly all medical treatments, including vaccination. Informed consent is a legal and ethical obligation of your health care provider and should include the benefits, risk, and alternatives regarding the proposed treatment. Sadly, two-thirds of patients report not being given sufficient information about the treatment and even report feeling pressured to give consent. Informed
5: consent, it's not just your signature. It could be your life. This message is sponsored by Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom.com. With the right training from Franktown Firearms, anyone can improve. The professionals at Franktown meet you at your current level of experience, gauging your level of confidence so that they know what kind of training to recommend to you. After you purchase your firearm, regardless of the level you're at, Franktown will encourage you to train. They maintain a comfortable atmosphere, encouraging improvement from any level with one-on-one training and private training up to advanced training and classes. They even offer a concealed carry certification class. Franktown actively avoids the corporate model as a family-owned, operated, and family-friendly environment. They give everyone the time of day, meaning that they emphasize the importance of training in a comfortable and inclusive environment. Franktown Firearms wants you to be as invested in improving your skills as they are in their training with you. Sign up for a course today at klzradio.com franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. It's
1: Friday, Friday, It is Friday. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. In studio with me is Karen Levine, award-winning realtor with REMAX Alliance, 303-877-7516, and Lauren Levy, a mortgage specialist, Polygon Financial Group, 303-880-8881. Tom in Fort Collins is on the line. Tom in Fort Collins, what's on your radar?
14: Good morning,
15: Kim. Uh, Just had a couple of comments for uh, Jill's Uh, talk this morning Uh, you notice that we are draining our strategic reserve oil reserve also yes so that's going to that's going to put a bigger bite or bigger hurt on um, the oil and the energy sector and then the second thing is did you notice that they always take the official temperature either out at the airport or downtown so that's where there's concrete and asphalt and a heat sink and when you compare that to the temperatures in 1936, I bet they didn't have near as much concrete and uh, asphalt then as they do now.
1: Excellent point, Tom in Fort Collins. Excellent point. And yes, one, this- One last? Oh, yes, oh, go ahead.
15: Okay, go ahead. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and finish your thought. Because I wanted to say, give a shout out to Lauren also. He did a great job for me up here.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Um, so regarding draining our oil reserves, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist, Tom, to figure out that uh, a um, Biden shut down our uh, Keystone XL pipeline. He's making it so difficult for our oil and gas companies to access capital and to drill and ex- explore and drill, and so reducing that that you know that um, product there, and then taking out our rainy day fund, our oil reserves. I mean, it's not incompetence. It's almost by by design, Tom. Mm-hmm.
15: Certainly, it's 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 by design. It's it's the global you, what you keep continue to talk about. It's the global elites. You will own nothing and like it. So you know the, the question is how? What's the best way to fight back on? It?
1: Uh, do you have a thought on that, Tom?
15: Just say no. It starts with anything with. From the mask and the shots, all the way up, and uh, I, I refuse to comply. I'm that guy.
1: You're yeah, you're <laughs> that guy. Yeah, okay. And you said that you uh, you worked with uh, Lauren, and you can give him a shout out, huh?
15: He did a great job. It was painless. Um, the only thing, only complaint I have is that I should have taken more cash out. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. <laughs>
13: Sorry, Tom.
1: Yeah, he he he, he uh, actually followed your wishes then instead, right?
15: Yes, I know it was terrible. Okay, uh, but no, it was it was uh, very painless. Uh, great job. Um, I had been working with a different lender, and we were getting all kinds of grief. And uh, Lauren just it, it breathed through, and uh, couldn't be happier. Appreciate it,
1: boy. That's Thank that's you. awesome. And and just for a disclaimer, you didn't pay him to say that, did you, Lauren?
13: No, not at all. (laughs) You didn't
1: even know he was going to call, did you? (laughs) Okay. Okay, Tom and Fort Collins, thank you so much. I always appreciate your perspective. Have a great day. Okay. And Karen was asking about Mark and Black Forest. So, Mark, I I haven't heard from you for a few days. So, if you have any thoughts, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, And, again, uh, give us a call. Don't be shy, 303 four seven seven fifty six. I was going to give your number well, okay. uh, 303-477-5600. and don't be shy. What's so frustrating is, is at the very end of the show when I see the lines all lit up and I can't get to everybody. Uh, so, but Steve, I do want to mention a headline that you and I were going to talk about and we did not get to it because the show was so jam packed, and that is that you saw uh, a Will Smith. Well, I guess it wasn't. Let's see, Will Smith went up and what whacked. Um, Oh, Dave Chappelle, but then we saw Dave. Ch- oh, Kevin it, it, Hart wasn't. No, who wasn't? No, who did he hit? But da- it was then, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. And but Dave Chappelle was actually attacked on stage. But then you said that you saw a political candidate that was attacked on stage uh, just the other day, right? Right, Steve.
2: Yeah, I already threw this away in my little sticky notes. So oh, I no.
1: made a mad dash
2: for the trash can. Okay. <laughs> uh, Lee Zeldin, he's uh, running for governor in uh, New York State because uh, Kathleen Hochul was moved in that position after Mario Cuomo had a bailout. Anyway, uh, and it turns out now it's been found out that Kathleen Hochul actually told her supporters to go to this engagement where Lee Zeldin was speaking. And anyway, he was attacked on the on the speaking platform,
1: so he was attacked on stage, and you said, uh, "I'll bet you that they're going to let the guy out," and they did. Yeah. So, and and he was attacked with a knife, right?
2: Yeah. Zeldin called it. He said, "Now the guy, you know, they took him in. He was arraigned, but then released on his own recognizance." Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. This whole crime thing is of such great concern, and uh, Karen, we're seeing Starbucks is saying that many of their shops are not safe in these uh, in these neighborhoods. Now they were very woke. But I wonder how awake they are now that they're having to close down their business. That's going to start to affect them. And so there's two, uh, two women that are running for a Congress here in Colorado, Brittany Pedersen and Yadira Caraveo. And they backed a bill that made felony murder in Colorado a Class 2 felony instead of a Class 1. And so this reduction of, um, of uh, time that people s- s- uh, spend in prison uh, and and uh, it's making our our communities um, less safe, and people are really starting to notice that safe communities are really a bedrock for people to be able to go, to go after their their hopes and dreams. So, do you see a movement now where people are understanding they're they're concerned about this this crime here in Colorado, and are making adjustments for that, Karen?
12: I would say yes. Um, I think the concern that I have and many. People have is those who are committing crimes are seeming to have more rights than those of us who are good citizens. And so, again, our freedoms are being stripped from us, and that safety of a, of a safe community is being threatened. Um, locally, I haven't necessarily seen it hands on, but my um, family, my two granddaughters that live up in Portland, Oregon, um, and they tend. Um, Their parents tend to be of more liberal thinking. Mm -hmm. They want out of Portland because of the homelessness, because of the um, filth, because of the crime. They don't want to raise their kids Mm -hmm. there, Mm -hmm. but they don't understand why that's happened. You know, they don't see the information that you share with the listeners, you know, day in and day out. They haven't
11: connected
1: the the dots yet. Correct. Okay, that's why we do this show, is to help you connect the dots so you can help them connect connect the dots, those in your lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your thoughts about this this crime thing going on, uh, Lauren?
13: I pay attention to it. I mean, I see it. I tend to think, I live in Douglas County, so we tend to be harsher on crime. Mm-hmm. But, it, but if they're state laws, they are what they are, mm-hmm. you know? But, I mean, I see it all the time on the news. It's all over, and whether it be just weird people coming up to your door trying to see if you're home or not or mm-hmm. the whole catalytic converter thing that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy and the, I we know for a fact when you hear sheriffs who are designed to enforce the law and protect it say that they really feel like they can't because they just watch them walk out the back door of the courthouse 10 minutes later. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Yeah,
1: that is scary. And uh, to that point, mm-hmm. it seems like they're they're protecting um, the the criminals instead of the uh, the citizen mm-hmm. and the victims. Uh, that's for sure. So it's always great to have you both in studio. And uh, home ownership has been and historically, and it still is. That's why we want to talk about these property rights on a regular basis. And this this whole thing on uh, the Davos elites. You will own by twenty thirty. You will own nothing and be happy about it. Uh, They're trying to get to you will own nothing. I don't know how they think that we're going to be happy about it, because individual people being able to go after their hopes and dreams is the bedrock of the American idea. Karen, it's always great to have you here. Your final thought?
12: Well, it's always great to be here, and it amazes me how fast the hour goes by. Um, There's always so much good content to talk about. But I would just be encouraged, um, be hopeful, know that um, there's opportunity out there and that the American people Um, Our hearts um, have always won out, and we were successful, you know, back previous 1776 and all our history behind us. And if you have an interest in wanting to buy or sell real estate, I would hope you would start with me. I can help you at least navigate this complicated marketplace.
1: And that's 303-877-7516. Lauren Levy, your final thought.
12: Um, Lauren has three or four.
13: I came loaded today. Um. (laughs) No, I would think that no matter what, when you get nervous or you hear about housing prices may pull back or rates, whatever, if you intend to own a home or be in real estate long term, I remember when I bought my house, it immediately went down like a year later, Mm -hmm. but not hard. But I wasn't selling, so I didn't care. And now it's crazy what's happened. But, I mean, I would think I would just get started. It's never too early or never too late. Just get Mm -hmm. started, and it's going to tend to work out unless you're trying to – you know, Over turn something, something flip yeah. in a yeah. year or so, you may get in trouble. But if you intend to own it and as an investment, get going. You know, That's for I, sure. w- I wouldn't worry.
1: There's always opportunity, and that phone number for Lauren Levy is 303-880-8881. And as Tom and Fort Collins said, great experience to work with you. So uh, the quote for the end of the show is from uh, Bishop Fulton Sheen. He said, too many people get credit for being good when they are only being passive. They are too often praised for being broad-minded. When they are so broad-minded, they can never make up their minds about anything. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate, and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America.